it is hard not to be horrified by the Haftarah we read every year here for Shabbat Zachor. It is, of course, the Haftarah where Saul fails God for not completely destroying the Amalekites. For Saul has not killed the king Agag, their king, and has not killed their cattle. And Samuel takes Saul to task and slays Agag himself. We read this before Purim, of course, because we traditionally consider Mordechai and Esther to be descendants of Saul, Haman, a direct descendant of Agag, he's an Agagite. And so Mordechai and the Jews engage in a bloodbath at the end of the Megillah to make up for Saul's failure. Why does one have to do a complete annihilation, even cattle? Why can't one declare success, allow the defeated to live under your rule with reconciliation and let soldiers go home? While there are parts of this that I don't mean to excuse at all, I just want to continue to live with the discomfort of it, and that's okay too. Nevertheless, especially with time to reflect this year on what is happening in our country, the Jew who thought, and I was that Jew, who thought that 30 years ago, I, I would say even maybe 10 years ago, I thought a certain thing about how one needs to move on and allow for reconciliation and the fight to end. I was a Jew who used to watch Westerns and Civil War movies. I used to think the music comes on at the end, the battle is over, let the Confederates go home to lick their wounds while the slaves slowly cross the line of the property boundary marker and head off into freedom. But what did happen after the Civil War? Following the brief period of reconstruction, 1865 to 1877, where federal troops did occupy the South. And when it looked like the promise of America, of what this war stood for, could blossom, it all ended as the forces of white supremacy and discrimination resurged. The vast suppression and outright elimination of rights for black and brown Americans, Jim Crow, the utter subversion of the justice system against the stragglers of America, free reign of the KKK, not only for 100 years afterward, but its legacy structures like the Second Amendment, the filibuster, redlining, all defining our lives today. And the same thing as a Jew, I must recognize, happened with Nazism. Many of us have been raised on the stories and movies of the main actors being brought to justice at Nuremberg, where the assassination squads of the early Mossad. And I confess, I missed the full picture. We realize now, and we're only beginning to really see it, let alone reckon with it, that this allowed us to blame the leadership, the specific Nazi soldiers or SS, the obviously pathological actors, when we realize now that mass populations of so-called bystanders, whom we have written off as being caught up as victims themselves, a story that they spun to their children and grandchildren and about themselves, were voluntarily treating themselves to the spectacle of the mass murder of Jews and others, treating themselves to Jews' jobs and property as their neighbors were taken off to camps or to mass killing fields outside their own villages. And they participated in the dehumanization of Jews voluntarily. Like the cattle preserved by King Saul, America provided safe haven in our country for Nazis with scientific knowledge because it was to our benefit. And they were just scientists after all. 
and provided vast protections for Nazis remaining in Europe so they could serve as an intelligence network to combat the threat of the Soviet Union. We live in a time of staggering resurgence of neo-Nazism and white supremacy. And we wonder how we got here. And while aspects of what is about to read certainly should trouble us, perhaps cause us to simply not accept them, we also need to open up to maybe the fact that Shabbat Sahur is a reminder for a lesson we have yet to learn.